Hello and welcome to another episode of the Paranormal Past Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hammerling, along with Dalton Van Hooser. And we are here to talk about hauntings in Colorado horror movies. Yeah, absolutely. And then the news of the day. But before we get started, the first thing I would like to say is please subscribe to our channel. We need all of the help we can get because if we want to keep doing this job, you have to ring that bell. Oh, yeah. You know that, right? Yeah. Have you rung our bell? Don't answer that. <laughs> you also have the option to be notified of occasional videos or all of them, and you want to watch all of them because actually what we do is pretty good. I think I so. I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. And if you're on your phone, make sure you go into your settings and switch on notifications. That way, every time something weird and creepy shows up, we will be the first that you see and hear. We control the vertical <laughs> and, and the, the horizontal. horizontal. Yes. <laughs> oh, outer limits. <laughs> Got a good show. Old, old school stuff. Also... Paranormal Pass is brought to you by... You do it. I believe in you. (laughs) 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 I wasn't ready. The uh, annual Family Fest, uh, Denver's largest family festival, taking place at National Western Complex Saturday, February 22nd, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Take selfies with Clifford free kids activities, vendors, prizes, and stage presentations. Kids are free. Adults are $10, but get tickets for 5 bucks by purchasing online. Use promo code OCNHALF. At checkout, go to eventbrite.com. Now and search Family Fest and get your tickets today. Act now, the day of the event. Adult tickets are $15. They shoot way up. Yes, Family Fest, uh, fun for the entire family. More info at familyfests.com. And just so you know, Eventbrite is E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E.com. God, you're good at this. Have you ever considered a career in podcasting and radio? I, I, I've tried. Okay. I've tried. Good, and good. failed, and now I'm here. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, our, um, our, we have cousin podcasts, and we will be out there at the Family Fest meeting and greeting. We'll have Elise and Mike from Parental Composure and maybe even the producer out there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have uh, activities for kids. We'll be able to color stuff, but... I'm, I'm still stuck on the Clifford. I want to see how big it is. So I, need I to know. Get a picture they of the said Clifford. the Clifford, the big red dog, and I love the big red dog. Yep. Because he's, I mean, he's been all sorts right. of sizes. So I need, I need, I need, I need proof of how big this one is. Fantastic. I'll take photos with him. Thank you. you. Send them to you. Absolutely. So we're back into the episode of the Paranormal Pass, and it's been kind of a, a weird, weird kind of week for strange news. I mean, the coronavirus is still. It slowed down a little. Did you know that? No, I did not. That's yeah. good. Uh, there's only like 900 infections. And the other day, there was a day of only 400 extra infections in China, which means that it could be potentially slowing down. Problem is that they're seeing an increase in cases in South Korea, specifically in Seoul, Uh-oh. which is kind of terrifying. So it's got, remember in our first episode, we were just talking about how things get all creepy and spread. Yes. In did those they? horror movies and... Do, do yes. they have a number in Seoul? I don't. It was. I don't have that. Okay. But it's any time like, that they said that they've seen a jump in infections, and you've got such a tightly compact population. Yes. I yeah. That's Seoul is the worst place for it to go. Now it's the yeah. most obvious place for it to go because that's where people are coming in and out. But yeah, uh, there's a lot of people now. Now America's fine, right? We're still good. I think that's what so far people are most concerned so far, about. Um, we've just had like the what the six or so cases that were very so, like. I think we've hit the thirty mark in cases. Oh, we have. Wow. Yes, but they've all been under quarantine, and some of these people have been brought over from overseas, um, cruise ships and stuff like that. But they're currently in quarantine. Okay. The current uh, director of the CDC says that he does expect it to hit the American shores at some point in about a year. So it's they they have found a very. A novel way of dealing with the novel um, coronavirus is they. Uh, it was the National Institute of Health in San Antonio, I think, is where it was at. They have found the spike that attaches, and they are working on a protein um, antiviral or whatever it is to make sure that it doesn't attach. But they're about twelve months out, and how fast can they make the doses would be the other thing. Oh, yep, yep. Because then so, you got to get it out to everybody. It's creepy. It's scary stuff. For a second there, I thought you were going to say that the. Uh, that the leader of the CDC got it. No, <laughs> two of the original Chinese doctors that were working on the coronavirus have died now. 
That's rough. Which is terrifying. The that whole thing rough. scares me. I mean, it genuinely scares me. Hey, that goes back to that goes back to Contagion uh, in the movie Contagion. The lady that's running the yeah, the, she, she gets the, it and dies. The, she gets it and dies. Yeah. God, good movie. <clears throat> good movie. It is good. Movie. You feeling okay? You feeling hey, better? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. No just, worries. We we're always worried about you. Yeah. He's got a different virus. Yep. I've, I've just I'm fighting something different every day. And now it's time for paranormal past news. From Reuters, Spotify has made playlists and a podcast for dogs. Is anybody reading that right? It would appear so. After finding out that nearly 74% of UK pet owners play music for their animals, the Swedish audio seeming service company said it launched a podcast featuring soothing music, dog-directed praise stories, and messages of affirmation and reassurance narrated by actors to alleviate stress for dogs who are home alone. <laughs> Awesome. I know. Actually, that was one of the stories I was like, it's not very paranormal, but it sure is weird. <laughs> yeah. Because no, I love good. weird news. Hey, hey I, did, I did turtle sex dolls last time, so, I mean, we're good. No, it's fine by me. I, are you hearing a complaint here? No. No, no, no. That's great. Not at all. From NBC News, failed building demolition creates the Leaning Tower of Dallas. Awesome. I know. You can go there and take photos with it. I'm sure it's going to be incredible. So there was 300 pounds of dynamite. Dynamite could not topple the concrete and steel core of the former affiliated computer services tower. The building was supposed to come down Sunday morning, but failed. That was last Sunday. But failed the demolition and left it with a distinctive tilt and the nickname the Leaning Tower of Dallas. Awesome. Uh, now, <laughs> the now the Leaning Tower of Pisa was on purpose, as I understand uh -huh. it. Well, it, no, not on purpose. It, when it was built, it just... Uh, Underneath it, there was some sort of water issue that they had going on, and they, oh, they've okay. stabilized it over time. But, okay, but it, it's a beautiful piece of, of um, architecture that's actually made out of stone. This is just a building that they tried to implode, and it just didn't work. It was a <laughs> oh man, there uh -oh. was uh, I don't I don't remember the name of the building. I wish I yeah. did, but they there was that uh, I believe it was in Russia. Mm -hmm. That guy was uh, taking out the support beams of that big Coliseum or whatever yeah, it was. And it collapsed. And it collapsed and unfortunately he did, he did not make it. it yeah. Um, That's like a nightmare come true, isn't it? Be yeah. trapped underneath a building. Yeah. That would be horrible. It was pretty bad. It's terrible. And, uh, but the, the, it's, it, it's, we've, we've been pretty good throughout history at being able to blow things up. <laughs> so I'm surprised <laughs> that we can't succeed in blowing but, up our own stuff that we know how it's made. And with 300 pounds of dynamite used, you think they would, be able to do it. Oh, yeah. And put it in the right support beams, it's, blow up whatever it is. I'm not a demolition well, expert. Well, now they need to start, they need to take the, uh, whatever the original architecture plans were for that building and send them to the military and let them take a look at it and be <laughs> like, hey. It's virtually indestructible. Yeah, this, they, this is pretty we good. made it stronger. <laughs> now, how long is it going to take before uh, Americans all over the country are going to be uh, swarming that area to be pretending to, to be holding, holding it, up? it up? Oh, God, because you know someone out there and some, so I'm an influencer. I'm going to go take my picture in front of it. Yeah, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. From NBC News, a California woman dreamed about eating her engagement ring and woke up to find that she really did. Really did. Jenna Evans was on a high-speed train that was racing down the tracks, her fiancé by her side, and when some bad guys appeared, she said. That was the only way to describe it because it was a dream. And apparently during that dream... In order to protect her 2.4 carat diamond engagement ring, 2.4 carats. Like a half carat's huge. 2.4 would look like a rock the size of my pinky on her finger. And she, in order to protect it, she proceeded to swallow it in her dream. And apparently that's what she actually acted out in her sleep and did. She had a history of sleepwalking. And it turns out that she completely reenacted taking it off, physically putting it in her mouth, and swallowing the whole thing. Had to go to the doctor, get an x-ray. But for, fortunately, she was relieved because she didn't actually lose the ring. She just had to wait for nature to... Oh, so she's passing this thing. Yeah. Are All you right. kidding? It was... Um, I wasn't sure if they had to go in and get it. No, by the time they figured it out... Um, yeah. Now, that, does yeah. that depend on the diamond cut, whether or not she could pass it? Oh, good Lord, I never thought of it. <laughs> I mean, like, is it... If it's a princess cut, then we have to go in there and get right. it ourselves, but... Right. Jagged edges and whatnot. <laughs> But it's the whole ring on top of it. You'd be surprised what you can actually pass. It sounds horrible. <laughs> Go ahead. Give me a list. Let me know exactly what we can get. <laughs> Maybe on the next episode, we'll start with, let's see what we can swallow and pass. <laughs> Perfect. But now, so she had sleep pica, is what you're saying. So she, Oh, yeah. So she's just going to go around like swallowing, swallowing things, right? coins right. now and then. 
Well, sleepwalking is a really tough thing. I mean, people do some really odd stuff, and apparently she was just got to protect the ring. They'll carry on conversations. It is it is real life horror stuff when you if you've got mm-hmm. a, a significant other that walks around in the middle of the night because you'll wake up and they're just in a corner staring at the wall. Yeah, that's yep. creepy. Yep. I talk in my sleep. I was told by my wife. Oh, but it's not one of those cute. Hi, I love you voices. It's we are here for you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> She's like, it's like a demon when you talk. Just don't do it at night. And I'm like, I'm asleep. <laughs> so now you all know more about me than you should. Hey, all right. Still back in the news. Century-old law against cursing in public repealed by the Virginia legislature in Virginia. Letting an f-bomb fly in public could get you slapped with a misdemeanor. This comes from. NPR News, and, or an up to a $250 fine, which was if you just walked down the road and you said something that was vulgar, even up to, you know, this past week, you could have been fined for profane swearing, quote unquote. It has been illegal in the Commonwealth since 1792, when the fine was 83 cents back in 1792. This is Virginia? Virginia, Commonwealth. Uh, just what bleeping words are banned? Well, the state code doesn't say. So it was left up to interpretation of the officer as to what was considered offensive. Well, that's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but legislators said to hail with the anti-swearing law. We like what they did there. And the Virginia Senate voted to repeal it just weeks after the House did the same. It now awaits Ralph Northam's signature. Now Northam will probably not veto it because I, I don't know. It's past time that we swore off the antiquated policies of the past. <laughs> the puns are just, it's it's just, it's just rich. Yeah. <laughs> so if he signs the bill, you know, they'll be able to curse to their heart's content starting July 1st. So hopefully it's a summer full of swearing <laughs> yeah. as it moves on. Yeah, that, that's, that sounds like that's just, that's just ripe for just all kinds of writers. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. So, Gonna have to keep an eye on that. Well, that was paranormal past news. It wasn't too much paranormal, but it was awful weird and kind of fun. <laughs> yes. Oh, so today we have fun things in store for you. Oh, We've got, got some. some. Oh, 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 my! You've got I've another got one. Some. I've I got was some. totally wrong here. Oh, I've got oh, three. Hit me. hit me. Well, now I've got that. I've got this one. That this one's pretty dark. Okay. Uh, just just be pre- be prepared that this is some pretty uh, disturbing content. Yeah, spoiler alert. I um, to this in your car in uh, Henderson, Nevada. Ooh, been there. Uh, oh, you have. Oh, I have. Um, police released 911 call uh, and body cam footage of an incident in which a mother was shot and killed after stabbing her son and taking a gun from one of the officers. Did you just say that? What? What? Okay, I'm sorry. the The mother the the main reason that the mother was shot was because she took a gun from one of the officers that reported on the scene. The reason they were reporting on the scene was because she was stabbing her seven year old son. After a 911 call that seven she year made, old. yes. And she called 911. She called 911. Crazy. Yes. So the uh, the police uh, say that uh, 37-year-old Claudia Rodriguez stabbed her son multiple times before an officer shot and killed her oh as she tried to strip the officer of his firearm, <gasps> which she did so briefly. Uh, in the body cam footage, you see it. The boy is oh expected goodness. to recover physically. Oh um, in the release 911 call audio... The woman calls 911 while she is in the act of stabbing her son. She call she calmly gives the address while explaining to her son that they're that they are making us do it. We've oh got my. to kill each other. They're making me kill each other. Oh my. Yes. Uh, if the footage, uh, the body cam footage and 911 call is available on LiveLeak, uh, I don't recommend it if you can't. I probably will not watch it, but. Uh, but the but the but the the good news yes. the silver lining the boy is expected to make a full recovery physically physically uh, uh, how do you recover from sure. your mother trying to stab you to death while taking a cop a gun from a cop that's horrible it is it is a horrible and story. then getting shot probably yeah. in front of him he was just outside they they were able to get him out first uh, but yeah he was just outside people scare me yeah. Truly. What else? Hit me. Okay, that's the dark one. Okay. Uh, this one's, Ooh, this that one's was dark. That this was one's dark. a little less dark. dark. Okay. Um, in uh, Pueblo, Colorado. Oh, been there on, too. Yes, on uh, February 13th at 3.30 a.m., police uh-huh. responded to a call at a McDonald's in which employees reported hearing demonic sounds. The sounds came mm. from a still unidentified screaming woman who spoke strange language and made guttural barking sounds. These uh, three officers oh, searched the my. area but found nothing. The employees refused to leave the confines of the building until sunrise. 
The case is commonly being associated with the Latin American folklore of La Llorona. What is that? The weeping ghost. Oh, dear are Lord. Unf- are you unfamiliar with La Llorona? Oh, you should, if you uh, enlighten me, of okay. course. I'm, I'm ignorant well, of many things. Okay. Well, I will I will tell it as best I can. Ooh, this goes oh, right into hauntings and ghosts. It go does. for it. And that is today's subject. <laughs> um, but she, uh, I believe, uh, I'm going to go with just the movie version because that's the one that's most obvious in my head. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Apparently in my head. Just hit me. Uh, she was, uh, I believe she was jealous of a lover that her husband had taken or something and, or Sworn that she woman. believed was... Mm-hmm was happening what she believed was occurring and drowned her children in a river a nearby river that she shared with her husband and then wow. i think she proceeded to kill herself after that but then she became this entity that goes around and kind yes, of like because the scorned woman is yes. angry even life and death so My. it's it's a foreboding it's more of a, a, for, a foreboding entity in what kind of like mothman i suppose in oh the sense so of like generally she doesn't actually do anything but what follows her is bad stuff oh, which is probably Lord. why they didn't want to leave the building yeah, because a lot of Latin American countries are very superstitious, for lack of a better word. Because culturally, I mean, it, it's something that they accept and understand. Yeah, it's a big one. It's it's been around for quite a while. Holy so, smokes! Yeah, I remember reading that story when it when it popped out here, and I thought that was actually really, you know, how would you? Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff is just awful. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. It's weird. So it, at first, when I had read that, I, I read it backwards. I thought that they said they were refused to go back mm-hmm. into the McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, they're just trying to get off work. Right. They're just trying to get yeah. out of work. But they refused to leave, leave the McDonald's. So that's how you know it's real. Working, because yeah. when you're like, I'd rather stay at work. <laughs> that's that's yeah. when it's real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't laugh. That's so scary. It's <laughs> terrible. Well, at least they got three cops to report. And then they. That, that was, was the lighter side around. of your stories? Uh, yeah, this one, I guess, I guess my last one isn't a whole lot lighter, but... Oh, let's find out. <laughs> On February 15th, 2020, the 3,280-foot asteroid 2002-PZ39... Fantastic. Uh, ...passed by Earth within 15 moon-from-Earth distances, which... Is not in... It's that's not very. That's much. not very far. No, when, in those kind of terms. No, it's not. It, and I've usually seen it in terms of like baseball analogies. Yeah. So it's like just outside the strike zone, basically. You oh, know, crap. In, was it big? Under the, it was uh, thirty-two hundred and eighty feet. So, oh my a, goodness! According to this, um, it's not designated as a planet killer necessarily. Um, it, if it would impact land, it would wipe out all life within thousands of miles. And set fire to probably to the whole continent, whichever continent it hits. Um, it would then kick up dust into the atmosphere that would last for decades, severely affecting the climate and then therefore agriculture. But it wouldn't actually, it wouldn't be bacterial, bacteria wiping out business where we start from scratch. I don't know what's scarier, whether NASA didn't tell us that it was coming and going to miss or they didn't see it until it was already gone. That is... This one, actually, I believe that they released it ahead of time that it was not going to hit. So this one was released. However, there mm-hmm. was an example of one mm-hmm. that was within within a moon's distance. Oh, dear A Lord. moon's to Earth distance yeah, yeah, yeah. of hitting Earth that would have been a city killer. They call it a city killer. And they did not know it was coming until it had already passed. Because something that small, I mean, does the technology yeah. exist to see it coming? Until it's no like, idea. oh, look, that could have killed us. It's like dodging bullets. Yeah. So that one, that one did get people kind of worked up because they were what like, "Wow, we if really could." What happens the water? Um, for something like that, tsunamis. I don't know. Go watch the beginning of Armageddon. I'm pretty oh, sure they yeah. talk about what right. an Atlantic. I think they talk about a Pacific hit or something. Yeah, and it washes up into Denver and. Yeah, yeah. I think. Hopefully, we're high enough here. Yes. Rocky yeah. Mountain High, yeah. Colorado. As long as we don't get hit by one of those city killers, God, I guess we're fine. It's kind of scary. But silver lining, we Yay! didn't get hit. See, we're ending on a bright <laughs> note. We haven't extinctualized ourselves yet. No, we're fine. Yeah. Well, that's it for me. Wow. Well, thank, that was really good paranormal past news. It's kind of scary. We've got demons. We've got crazy moms. We've got right. asteroids. People swallowing rings and leaning buildings. Weird. Funny. I don't think anything was funny and scary. Maybe we should have we, we should have let off with mine so we could end it on a lighter note with your uh, leaning tower. No, I think it went just the way it was supposed All to right. go. <laughs> Today is another subject that we I enjoy because I've always been sort of, I, I've been into the paranormal and 
uh, f strange phenomenon since I was a kid. And uh, today is going to be something about hauntings. You know, there's lots of buildings around the world that carry all kinds of strange and foreboding spirits and whatnot. And, you know, hauntings are just terrifying. You see things that you shouldn't or people are floating. So I thought we had to talk about it today because it's, you know, it's what I, it's what I like. It's yeah. what I like. And, and Colorado is no exception. But do you have any ghost stories you want to share first before we get into this? Personal? Yes. I don't have any personal hauntings. The only, the closest I got was that I had some uh, brief periods as a as a child mm -hmm. of having some sleepwalking and sleep paralysis situations Ooh, with terrifying some still auditory hallucination yeah. type stuff where you're hearing the loud deep voices and right. stuff and Come stuff coming at you. Yep. That kind of stuff. Yep, 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 yep. Sorry, I had a I lot like of that, that. Uh, for very for a very brief period. It was yeah. like a, over a course of like a year or two, and then wow, it went away. But yeah, it. I mean, it feels like a haunting. It feels like you're getting hunted down by something in your house that you can't see. I can share two quick ones if you don't mind. Yes, All please. Right, so I was actually working in a mental health center. I won't give the town because I don't want to give away any of the information on that. But I was working in a mental health center. It was my job to actually drive people to get their blood work and stuff done because they, they obviously had some mental health issues, but they weren't to the point where there were like flight risks or stuff like that, just people that needed help. And uh, they'd always give me the schedule the night before or the day before. That way, when I come in the next morning, we just go down, I, I pick them up, and we go out and we get, we get their blood work done. And uh, I, I remember getting there one morning, went and I picked up my clipboard, walked out on uh, through the security area because this was a, a suicide watch area where they kept some, you know, there's some folks there that just need a lot of help. And I walked into one of the rooms. It was really, really cold. I walked over to the bed, and it looked like that the uh, person who was going to be there, I'll just call them Miss whatever, was lying in the bed. And I remember putting my hand, shaking her, thinking it was really cold, and I said, it's time for your blood work. And she says to me, not today. So usually when they refuse, we have to make them go. So at that point, I'm going to go get help from the order. I have to report that she's refusing to go. You got to start going through all the steps, right? So I walk in the nurse's office in the big area, and I said, Mrs. Blank is ready to, is refusing to go on her, her blood draw. And we, you know, you, stick, you eventually have to forcibly make them go do it. And when I told that to the nurse, I saw her stop and look at me. And she said, what? And I said, yes, Miss." I just walked into Mrs. Blank's room. Uh, I tried to wake her and she told me that she refuses to go. And she turns pale and she says, Mrs. Blank died last night. And she hasn't been with us since like 10 o'clock the night before. I walk back in the room, the bed has been made, nothing has been moved. That's crazy. It was really creepy and the, I didn't last long after that. What, what is it about now? Hospitals in general have a have a bit yes. of a feeling to mm -hmm. them, but mental hospitals in particular tend to have more stories like this. Yes, uh, the abandoned ones mm -hmm. especially, but it, it seems to be a very strong. And I wonder why that is. Do you, yeah, why there's some sort of tie that that, that yeah. spirit or that person had to that place. And but um, you know, I haven't talked to anyone that's been there ever since. And but that I, I physically reached out to touch this thing, and it felt like it had. It was there. It was just everything was just very cold. Is how I just described it. It was kind yeah. of a cold place anyway. You know what I mean? But it felt particularly cold that day I walked in. Well, I, I mean, like y y it doesn't have to be cold. It, physically touching anything that isn't actually supposed to be there is, is enough, right? Yeah. Uh, needless to say, I had a genuine like, oh my gosh, moment. Yeah. You know. And my other one, I was just working at a uh, store at a, a local mall here which some people had told me that the place was haunted, and I just kind of brushed it off. And I remember very vividly, I was working with someone on Christmas Eve, and we were closing for the night because we weren't going to be there the next day. And I knew the store was empty. And as soon as we started doing the counting, all the doors and all the change rooms and in the back rooms started opening and shutting over and over. Wham! Click, click, wham! Click, click, wham! And then uh, we told security about it, and they actually pulled the footage, and you could see the doors just opening and slamming. All of them, all at the same time. And I remember looking over at the woman I'm working with, and I said, um, I'm going to use the word name Nancy because I don't like giveaway names. I'm like, what was that, Nancy? And she goes, nothing. We're going to ignore it, and we're going to pretend it never happened. <laughs> and I was like, why? She goes, this is like the second or third time this has happened to me. 
Now, has she been by herself those other times? Where that we, we were, no one was ever allowed to be in the store by themselves. That's true. You're not supposed because to because it's retail and all that yeah. stuff. But yeah, one girl came walking up to me and she was screaming. She was pale and she refused to leave my side for the rest of the night. She's like, I just saw a woman floating in the back, up, you know, because it was pretty tall and you have all these things on shelves. And she says they're just floating up here. And I was like, let's go look. And she started crying and refused to leave the office. So I believed her because she was genuinely scared to the point where she would not return to the stock area. And you you think that it's easy to fake stuff like that, but when you're when you're like genuinely afraid of something mm-hmm. like that, it's yeah, it's yeah. It, it turns on it turns on your instincts. Like yeah. it turns Fight on your flight. instincts. Yep, yep. Of like because it, it's like you're seeing a wolf because you're you don't mm-hmm. know what that thing's gonna do, and so it's it's like your body is responding in a defensive state. Yeah. Yep. And I, I, I really believe her because I've never seen this lady. I mean, she was the most outdoors person. She's told me stories of her facing a, up against bears, wild animals. You know, no, I thought nothing scared this lady. She was really tough. But she, she would not leave my side. And when she kept working there, she wouldn't go into the back without someone being with her. I mean, from that point on, and she was terrified. Off air, I'm going to. This is a strong woman. I'm going to have to. You're going to have to tell me what mall that was. I understand you don't want to say it, but now I got no. Yeah, because I don't, you know. All no, that's fair. And it was. I was like, dear Lord. But it was it's genuinely creepy. And I'm not the only person in the story. Apparently, when they first opened that store, um, they were doing the walkthrough with the manager and the new manager. It wasn't even open yet. And they didn't they just had the shelves and no product up. And on the security, they saw a third person walking around the back that was caught on camera. But when they walked back there, the whole place had the alarm was still on. There was no one there. That's, that's so crazy. That's before the store even opened to the public. And, yeah, and see, that's what's that's what's strange about those because that uh, or about a story like that is that this this place has no history yet. So it's like, what is what's going what's on? What's going on? Yeah, and and now we do have a handful of malls that have some history here. Sure. Um, but this one wasn't that old. No, not enough to warrant. Well, we don't know that. I mean, I used to I used to work close to a particular mall that yeah. was close to. Um, a uh, terrible incident that w- got national coverage. Yes, uh, a long time ago, mm-hmm. and it it constantly had threats and and all sorts of stuff called into it in relation to that event that happened. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. And that's yeah, terrifying. I'm, I don't know if I'm going too too vague here that it's completely no, I, pointless. I'm understanding. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, being cl- being close to that office, I could see the mall from where my office was, and it, it you'd see everybody clear out right. into the parking lot, and then they'd slowly get. Brought back in after a couple hours, and it, yeah, it was. That's terrifying. It's something. Hauntings are weird because you just yes. don't want it goes on. And Colorado has its fair share of famous sites that have been haunted. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. One comes to mind is if you ever stayed at the Stanley Hotel or been to the Stanley Hotel. And for those of you who are listening who haven't heard of it, maybe you're not here in Colorado. Maybe those of you who have heard of it. I'm just going to repeat it for you. It was the. It's where Stephen King got the idea for The Shining while stay, staying at the 109-year-old hotel in Estes Park. Uh, this is a place where children's laughter is often heard in the deserted hallways and ghostly strains of piano music emanate from the empty ballroom. There's no shortage of, the, of all kinds of inspiration for being spooky in there. The hotel is so haunted, they offer nighttime spirit tours. And most of the time, people end up feeling, seeing, or dealing with something. And... Uh, it's, they take you to the creepiest parts of the hotel because there are certain sections they have closed off that it's just so, par- you know, for lack of a better word, paranormally active that people will not stay in those rooms. And there's even an underground tunnel at the Stanley. I did not know that. Not a lot of people do. Now, is that closed off too? Yes, it is. And this is also the same place where, uh, have you ever heard of the electronic voice phenomenon, EVPs? Yes. This is the place that is famous for almost having a very high success rate in capturing EVPs. So if it's some place you want to tour to, and again, we love tourism here in Colorado, I highly suggest the Stanley Hotel. I'm thinking around the holiday, our Halloween holiday, we might be out there. So stay tuned for that later yeah, in the year. That'd be great. Because uh, I'd like to get out there and we'll use our video team and our... We could be our own um, EVP team. Little investigation. Paranormal investigative reporting. Yes. But the Stanley Hotel, really beautiful place, really creepy place. It's usually, yeah. Stay there, not at your own risk, but stay there if you. If you want to see something weird, the Stanley never lets you down. Yes. Now, and as far as I know now, you've got The Shining, which obviously those are very 
vengeful evil spirits yes. that are uh, a yeah. lot of them anyways bitter not the case at the stanley as i understand it it's not a it, it is a it can be a very scary experience mm-hmm. but they are not ones that you would normally be considered yeah some poltergeist yes. style activity things opening things closing lights turning off and on the creepy one is when they say that you can start hearing the piano being played in the middle of the night and you go out there and the lights are off no one no one's there even in nights because you're not always allowed to stay every single night because they have a rather seasonality to the hotel. And even when there's not people at the hotel, the people who run it can hear the piano being played or someone starts singing is the other one that I've heard that is just weird. Or people walking up and down the halls and, you know, the classic moans and groans. Yep. Sometimes you hear someone crying in the hallways and it's just like, yep. how do you deal with that stuff? It's kind of scary. <laughs> anyway, are you familiar with Central City? No. It is... Uh, where one of the cities where gambling is allowed in Colorado, Central City, Black Hawk, they're, they're yeah, two Black really Hawk, yeah. old towns. They've been there since all, since longer than the state has, of Colorado has been a state. Yeah, uh, gold mining towns, I Absolutely. Believe, right? yeah. And at the Central City Masonic Cemetery, if you head down there, you can see unexplained orbs of light uh, are always in photographs when you go down there. Uh, especially if you go at night, a little boy has been seen following visitors around the grounds, ducking behind trees whenever they try to talk to him. So whenever folks try to figure out if this kid's okay, he runs away and disappears on them, which is creepy on its own. That one really makes my skin kind of crawl. See, on that, 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 that kind of stuff, that, uh, that always makes me want to do the whole uh, horror movie trope of just going through newspaper clippings and just trying to find yeah, like, who the kid okay, yeah, what yeah. Could this, who, who could someone, this kid be right yeah Ooh, that would be a fun little video to go do for us let's talk about that okay. one later there's also another strange character out there it's it's called the uh, the beautiful woman in black she appears twice a year and places columbines on the gra- grave of resident John Edward Cameron any attempts to find out more about this mysterious mysterious woman have been completely fruitless. So people have tried to investigate some of these things because the town did keep some records as, as time went on. But uh, every time they get close to her, she vanishes into thin air as visitors approach. And while wandering the cemetery after dark is considered trespassing, so you must go to the historic Leeds Creepy Crawls Society or what is that? The Gilpin County Historical Society leads creepy crawls, I'm sorry, around the city's ghost sites each year. So you can actually go do tours because it is so haunted. They've actually set up tours to go experience this. Now, that one's got a nice clue to start with. Yes. Because you got the, the guy's name. name. Yeah. So That one should be easy to track down. <laughs> it's always some, you know, it could have been, you know how guys back then were. They, some had mistresses, wives. I mean, it wasn't uncommon. And She's just a really... And really dedicated stalker. You, yeah, that too. I was going to call someone that loves you <laughs> genuinely, goes back and lays flowers on your grave. But you're right. That could just be that real creepy stalker style lady. That yeah, know, which is probably why they death. why maybe there's not any more depth to that story is because they're like, well, we couldn't find anybody like this in his life, and it's like, well, maybe she was just She's on the side stalker. Yep. Nobody knew who knew who she was. Maybe he didn't even know who she was. That one creeped me out at the end there. Thank you for yeah. that. Oh, you're welcome. I like it when you know, <laughs> I don't get that often. So the Museum of Colorado Prisons, because prisons are... <laughs> oh, no, those are great. Oh, yeah. No, they're, 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 not, they're not full of... Yep. Right. And people who die all the time who have led sometimes some serious lives. Some, you know, not everybody in prison is bad, I will say that. But there are usually some individuals that are in prison because they have been horrible people. The Scolari brothers from Ghostbusters. <laughs> I put it away 10 years. I gave them the chair. <laughs> Always goes back to movies. Oh, yeah. So housed in a former women's correctional facility in Canyon City. If you've never been there, it's a beautiful place. Uh, both uh, the exhibits and the venues itself reflect the history of Colorado's prison system there. And not to mention the inmates and staff who roam the historical cell house and whose spirits are rumored to be lingering there. Reports of cold spots and the smell of tobacco have been attributed to the old laundry room, which makes sense. And... Uh, and while a female prisoner is said to haunt cell number 19, where she passed away. For an in-depth experience, you can book actual spots at the Summertime Paranormal Investigations Night Tours down there, which would be a lot of fun. And that's where the experts will lead you on a thrilling ghost hunt and complete the latest technology to capture your own proof. Is that like, the, do, does capture their own proof mean they have like one of those little uh, 
camera setups at the end where it takes a picture of you. Will you? All right. Well, um, do they have ghost traps and the uh, stuff from Ghostbusters that'll help us find them? Ooh. You know, because really we just need an EM measurer. You know, if we can get electromagnetic fields, then we can get some thermometers just to test, you know, whether there's an increase or decrease in the temperature as we go out there. Keep a voice recorder running as we walk through. Maybe get ourselves a FLIR camera and then a normal camera and a GoPro. You know, what else could we measure? We've got an, uh, like a crazy smart Australian engineer here. I'm sure he can oh, make something. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he can, yeah, he can like, make I'm anything. I'm going to find a way to catch ghosts. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's the MacGyver of... Yeah, ain't that the truth? Production equipment. Right. <laughs> he put this studio together. <laughs> As we keep going, it's more Colorado stuff. Cripple Creek, another gambling town, comes up on the list. Uh, has a long storied history and the ghostly remain remnants to prove it. Among the town's sites are Buffalo Bill's Cas- Billy's Casino, which is inhabited by the spirit of a young girl who draws on the walls and makes bar glasses fly through the air. Which I've never actually seen a ghost draw on anything. But that would really creep me out. Like if you had a really steamy mirror in your hotel room and mm-hmm. suddenly something ghostly starts riding on it. Get out. <laughs> Look like really you're doing the out. Superman symbol there first. Yeah, the well, I was like, hey, yeah, hold on. I like this. <laughs> um, and the, the Colorado Grand Casino is supposedly haunted by Maggie, a turn-of-the-century Irish woman who smells strongly of roses and plays slots after hours. That's Other haunted awesome. places include the Hotel St. Nicholas, the Palace Hotel, the Ma- Mammy R. Mine, and the Mount Piscash Cemetery, which offers tours in late September. So everybody's, you know, we're well, not the only ones thinking about doing tours and fun stuff with this stuff. Well, and now I've, 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 uh, I've forgotten the term for it, but what's that term for um, when somebody is, like, is following somebody around on a slot machine and they, like, wait for them to get off of it? Yes. They, yes. Maybe that's what she's doing. She she haunts oh. it during the day mm-hmm. and waits to see which one is used the most that didn't drop any wins, and then she goes up to that right, and night. tries to play and it to see if the wins come play, off yeah. of it. I've heard of gamblers doing that, especially yes. with slots, trying to figure out when it's going to pay out. So maybe that's what she's doing. Maybe she's just an obsessive gambler, even in her death. Yeah. She didn't. Weird. That, that, right. that, that's her unfinished business. Is she never hit a jackpot? So now we head to the great city of Denver. Where among Denver's haunted hotspots are the Brown Palace Hotel, a very nice hotel. It offers a ghost tour to private groups, and then there's also the Molly Brown House. Now, I had the opportunity to go work there a little bit in college, Hmm. where uh, we're working with some of the museum people over there. And there were some nights that some of the other students, I didn't have any experiences there. They said that they were felt like that there was someone with them in those rooms, which it's always creepy. They're like they just kept saying things like, "I just felt like I wasn't alone," you know. It's like. And uh, sometimes the light bulbs will unscrew themselves and the door from the dining room to the kitchen opens and closes on its own. Someone did tell me they experienced the doors opening and closing. And perhaps the most chilling of Denver's haunted spots is Cheeseman Park. Do you Are you aware of the history of Cheeseman Park? I am not. So I had a professor. Her name is Kathy Gaither. I will say her name because she's a brilliant woman and she was a forensic anthropologist. And she was one of the people that uh, when there was a flood back in, say, the early 2000s or 90s, I can't remember the dates, um, Cheeseman Park used to be a cemetery that they turned into a public park. It's always they, a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. we've, we've never learned our right. lessons. For, yeah, I mean, like, it, it was, when did Poltergeist come out? 1970? 1968, something like that. And we, still, we, we do this. The graveyard turned public park that inspired the movie Poltergeist. Uh, when the area was converted from a graveyard to the park in the 1800s, a half-hearted attempt was made to relocate the bodies, which is why when uh, there was a f- uh, some sort of flood incident or there was a uh, some sort of water incident caused some bodies to actually wash out. Kathy went there and was part of the crew that helped identify the remains. And yet there had been lots of stories of people seeing ghostly entities walking through the park or hanging out over certain spots. And it's because it used to be a graveyard. And it is believed that many remain buried beneath the park to this day, and the surrounding houses are rumored to get visited by the spirits. One particular haunted house, the Henry Treat Rogers Mansion, has since been demolished, but not before inspiring the story The Changeling, which author Russell Hunter based on real-life events he experienced while living there. Wow. That, I mean, that puts some pretty prominent horror movies, haunted house movies, based on events here in Colorado. That's Absolutely. pretty crazy. You've got The Shining. You've got... The pol- I mean, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. You've got uh, The Changeling. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So Denver has inspired quite a bit. It's because we've made really bad decisions on where to put things. Remember when DIA was built over an Indian burial ground? 
smart move. Yeah. Which, you know, that thing had so many problems with the baggage system for years. Plus, DIA is a whole show by itself because they've moved more Earth from underneath DIA, the entire island of Manhattan, and that was about 2005. It's been 15 years later. What's going on under DIA? And don't get me started on Lucifer. Oh, Lucifer, the if you have not seen the giant blue horse out front, that is how you want tourists this year's day. Welcome to the Satan horse with the glowing red eyes. Yes, it is. It is fairly common on uh, the uh, Denver Broncos subreddit to see people hailing Lucifer for Broncos wins. It's horrifying. And did it kill its owner? Yes, it maker? fell over on him. Yes. And then... Um, there's nothing yeah. good about that horse. No. It needs to go away. Right. <clears throat> so the one that keeps coming up, is, again, is the Brown Palace Hotel. It's rumored to have a few skeletons in its claws. It's 127 year olds. And I mentioned this earlier. Is, that, is that a pun or is that literal? What? The skeletons in the closet. <sighs> I think it's a pun. Okay. <laughs> I worry it's not. But there are, um, including the ghosts of past residents and workers, paranormal activity has been recorded in the hotel, which used to boast an on-site, on-site psychic. Reportedly, spiritually charged spots include room 904, where a Denver socialite lived for 15 years in the mid-1900s, the San Marco room, where a full ghostly string band has been seen, and the boiler room, where haunting cries of a baby echo throughout which those always freak me out when a baby's the thing crying yeah you know that one mm, yeah and service elevators where a happy waiter has been observed forever fulfilling his duty which is kind of weird you can go there they have afternoon tea and you can drink at the shipyard tavern and room book a room for the night but the brown palace since it's so old i mean is one of the it's a huge dimber institution been there a long time that's enough time for things to go for lack of a better word, bad for people and to get to get haunted. So yes. Ah, uh, what else do we have here? Well, so um, the Denver Botanic Gardens. Have you ever been there? Yes. So it is right next to Cheeseman Park. Oh well, that's convenient. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the lands once housed a three hundred acre. 300-acre Mount Prospect Cemetery. And not everybody got exhumed correctly, but there are reports of strange hauntings throughout the Botanic Gardens, and they host their own ghost tours, especially around Halloween. Um, Some of the gravestones that were found there have been moved, but another wonderful place if you want to go find weird things that happened would be the Denver Botanical Garden. See, the, this is this is where a lot of the um, the hauntings. This is why hauntings happen. Yeah, is it, a lot of people are like, "Oh, what happened in the house?" It's no, it's what happened underneath it. Everything <laughs> is underneath it. Right. You're talking about DIA. Like, what yeah. is underneath DIA? Yeah, it's everything is underneath point. it. It's all the bad stuff that's happened under the ground. So really, it's attached to the earth, not necessarily the plate or the house above yeah. it. Or you might be onto something time, in there. Yeah. That might be a book. <laughs> the, have you heard of the Hotel Jerome in Aspen? No, I've not. All right, they don't like to talk about this one, but the staff at the Hotel Jerome knows something spooky is going on there. There are recorded instances of ghosts appearing or strange, unexplained things happening that go on. This is a 130 year old hotel. Uh, you can take the water boy, the famous ghost of the 10 year old child who died in the original pool on the property drowned kid. Legend has it that he shows up only to disappear and leave wet footprints across the hallway throughout the hotel. Ew. There's even an eerie painting of the kid hanging on the wall near the lobby. So, although they don't want to talk about it, they're they're okay with putting the picture of the kid on the wall. Yeah, well, that may be mandated by the spirit if they take Mm. it down. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Because things get worse. Yeah, yeah. Where's my painting? (laughs) Right. Guests have reported faucets turning on, lights flicking off and on, and objects moving. A maid that died in the hotel is said to still be making beds for the living staff, and some say they hear her crying of a broken heart, or hear the crying of a broken-hearted patron who also passed away within the building's walls. The third floor is supposed to be the most haunted, especially room 310. So the next time you're there, book that room. I like that. See that now? I got- 
Oof. I don't know about the, con- the that's a little contradictory for the for the spirit because I I kind of like the Jason approach uh, at least in um, uh, Freddy versus Jason I uh-huh. think it makes it very apparent he has like a he's got an issue with a phobia of water because that's where he drowned mm. now in some of the other ones it, that that wasn't a problem for mm-hmm. him but I liked that like it was like oh he has a phobia of water because he, that's he drowned like that's that's Jason's weakness sure. from Friday thirteenth right, 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 right. Friday thirteenth is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But that kid, he doesn't care. He's he's turning on faucets. He's right. jumping through the Playing pool. Playing in the water. Yeah. He might he's even all realize he's water. dead. Oh, boy. That's Which usually weird, the problem, huh? right? You know, Einstein said that energy never goes away, right? And you can actually see the thermal energy leave the body when you die. So, I, you know, I, th- I think there is such a thing as a soul. But where does, what happens when you leave this body? You know, some people believe you go to a heaven or a hell or you just purgatory. Or, you get unplugged from the matrix. It's not a bad one. That's all it is. That's not a bad one. Yeah. I like that. Hey, that theory actually holds up pretty well. Uh, the I, Can I? <laughs> Please. Okay. I will never tell you no. <laughs> um, there is a uh, philosophical theory. I can't remember what it's called, yeah. but it's, it, it, I mean, like we've all heard the, uh, it, it, if a tree falls in the forest, doesn't make a That's sound. Not sure. Um, and so it's, it's, it's based on reality as observation. Mm. So this table exists because we're, Observing, observing it. it, and we're experiencing the table. It only exists because we observe it. So why does it still exist when we leave the room? And that's the um, the uh, in, involved in that philosophical th- philosophical theory is that there's a god that's observing all of it for us when we're not present there. Okay, and so that we are essentially jacked into a matrix that an all powerful being created. And so our souls are just inhabiting bodies that are, uh, we're programmed bodies. I mean, essentially that's what DNA and atoms are when you break it down. It's just, we break it down into letters and numbers, uh, which you could essentially do with almost anything that we know that exists. And so we're just, we're just programming and then we just are inserted into this programming and we're experiencing it. And so this is essentially just a virtual realm and there's an actual other realm outside of it. I like that. Yeah. It's Which fun. will also explain why some cultures believe in reincarnation. You're just simply plugging the program back in. Yeah, the you're you're, rest, you're restarting your game. Yeah, Ooh. fun stuff. All I right, probably, that, I probably did a terrible job. I probably no, no, I, I enjoy. I, I heard. I, I love that sort of stuff because it just gets you thinking about what goes on beyond us. But that wraps everything up for local Colorado huntings. I hear right. you put together a list today. Yes, I try to go with uh, my my personal favorites. Um, but also some classics. I mean, I, I've got The Shining on there, obviously. Right. And what are these? These are haunting haunted house horror movies. Ooh, Sorry, yes, haunted house horror yes. movies. Specifically haunted house. Right. That's why can we went with the hauntings, and now we got movies based because some of these might actually be based on some of the places we talked about. Yes, like The Shining, mm. Stanley Hotel. Absolutely. Uh, you've got Poltergeist, which is a classic. It, yeah, I watched that one. It, they're here. That one's a good one, and a part of the reason I like that one yeah. so much is I don't like the gradual haunting part of a lot of them where it escalates. It's yes. like, why does it escalate? I don't understand right. why the house isn't just constantly at Haunted. this level of haunting. Mm-hmm. Like, I, And I've had some movies where they explain it and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I can live with that. But when it, it like, like saying like they're feeding off the energy. And so the more scared you get, right. the, the, the stronger the, it gets. Right. So when it's abandoned for a hundred years, it's at a low end. Right. And then it Until builds. you come back. Yeah. So I've Ooh. seen that described before. Yeah. Um, which I can live with, but like that, but like that one. I mean, while it does increase, the spirits become more insidious. Mm-hmm. It's still, it, it it's pretty strong from the beginning. They move mm-hmm. into that place. They start moving chairs, yeah, stacking I mean, it's chairs, like real poltergeist activity. Yeah, like right from right the away. beginning, and yeah. then it doesn't take long for the little girl to get trapped in the TV realm, right? Which is scary. Which is, <laughs> I've been there before. I, I love that movie. Yeah, now the remake good. is not good. No, the, no. Always oh, go with the classic. Oh, always yeah, go with the, the original. So good. Uh, it was like Craig T. Nelson. Yes. In the lead, Coach. <laughs> yes. The little girl from that died right after the second or third one. So it must have been the third one. I think she was yeah. in the third one. Yeah. So yeah, that's pro- that was rough. Rough. What else? Well, well, way to bring it down. I know. Just, <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> um, the Grudge. Uh, the uh, I oh, personally. Yes. Uh, as a horror movie fan, I don't know why. Yeah, but it's this. It's one of the scariest movies that I have the seen. Grudge, it the Grudge. It gets to me. Which one's the Grudge? Remind this, me. Uh, 
that's the spirit that like makes the guttural sound. You don't know that doesn't ring a bell. She, um, it's Sarah Michelle Gellar. This is the American yes. remake. Yes. Uh, okay. Oh, the grudge. Juwan is the, the original. grudge. Yes. Yes. Now I remember. This one was uh, just on the on the coattails of the ring, which I found mm-hmm. the grudge to be far more scary, scary than, than the, the ring. ring. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar moves into this house in Japan and it's haunted by the spirit, but then she is haunted by the spirit. So she, it doesn't matter if she leaves the house right, or not. It always follows you. Yes. Which is kind of weird. Is that, which makes me think, can spirits attach themselves to a thing? Because sometimes you see those haunted dolls. Yes. And like Annabelle. Boxes yes. And I've heard stories of, you know, being able to attach black magic and spirits to objects by people who are sorcerer types. Yes. Creepy. <laughs> Um, the uh, Insidious I wanted to mention because it's an interesting mm-hmm. take on haunting because it's a child being haunted. Right. Um, you now, this is something that just personal, personal. Uh, when I was walking in the movie theater to go see Insidious, uh, I was a little late, mm-hmm. which is very uncommon for me for a movie. Yeah, you're always on the because yes. you, you're in the seat watching the oh, trailers. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love the trailers. Your, yeah, yeah, so me too. I was, I was late to this one. They're, they're shaking the little boy in his bed. They're like, Dalton, Dalton, wake up. I'm like, oh, that's my name. That's kind of creepy. Oh, that's horrible. And then the husband turns to the mom and goes, Renee, our son won't wake up. He's like, oh, that's that's my mom's name. That's extra creepy. So, yeah, that movie's got a little extra, little tinge little to me. To they, it. They, you mm. were sitting there like, if they make this about me. God, I hope not. <laughs> Shh, don't talk. Yes, exactly. But it's it, it. I love it because it's it's a haunted house movie on its at its bare bones. Mm. It's, I mean, mm. it's spirits haunting mm. this house, but they're as, actually haunting the child. Oh. And it's it's so they uh, um, they actually I can't remember who they speak to, but they mm. speak to somebody in regards to the haunting, and they said, "Well, can we move out of the house?" They're like, "It wouldn't do you any good. good. You might as well stay in your house right. because it's haunting your child. So you move to a new house. It's gonna." It's, it's going to be there so they too. stay in the same house the whole time, so it's haunting oh, the house. That's why they stayed through all of them. Yes, and it's it was a really fun. It's a good movie if you haven't seen it, but it's it's basically these spirits fighting over control over over the child because the child is able to disconnect disconnect himself from the body when he's sleeping, and so he gets Whoa. lost while he's sleeping. Yeah, and then uh, these spirits are like, "Oh, sweet free body," and so they're all trying to get it at once. And there's a demon. That's trying to get it. It's a fun movie. Love Insidious. I'm not going to... Next movie. All right. Next movie. (laughs) Um, In the same realm, it's another James Wan movie, The Conjuring. Mm -hmm. Never saw it. It's a classic. Okay. Um, Well, it's an instant classic. It's not that old, so you have to call it an instant classic. Whatever, it's there. Um, And it's around the, uh, the Warrens, which were a real couple that actually did go through hauntings and stuff and uh, mm-hmm. like they were you know they investigated hauntings for a living oh that'd be a fun job they have been reportedly um they're uh, reportedly hated by a lot of people because mm-hmm. i think a lot of it has been proven fraudulent but these are movies we're just here to enjoy these movies so it's about a witch that uh takes a, that haunts this house um Ooh. and the spirits that she's taken care of at Points in the house are also haunting the house. So that's crazy. That happens. The Conjuring Two is based on one of the a true story from uh, uh, London, I believe, where they actually went to London um, or somewhere in Britain, somewhere mm-hmm. of uh, like a family of uh, two daughters and a uh, mother. I think they may have also had a son. I think they may have had a brother as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, yeah, they're haunted by these spirits, and it ends up being this uh, demon that's like kind of it uses this one particular spirit in the house to be kind of the face for it. So it looks Ooh. like it's just this, it looks like it's just a a regular old haunting. It's like, oh, yeah, it's just yeah. this old guy that doesn't want to leave the house. Yeah. But then later on, it tells them what's happening. It's like, no, I'm forced oh. here. I'm forced here to, to stay here by this demon. And it's got some really fun visuals in it. Like the, it takes it Sounds like the, a great script too. Oh, it's pretty fun. I, I actually really one. like the second one. Yeah. The second one is okay. one of my favorites of it. All right. We'll have a classic. movie night and check the, for me to check these out. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, there's one I have on this list in particular. I'm saving it for last. Yeah. It is the movie I recommend because it's the one that probably people have fewest people have seen. Uh, the Amityville horror, obviously who hasn't seen that one? is a classic. Mm-hmm. You got to go watch that one. I, it's not as good, but I didn't mind the Ryan Reynolds remake. Okay. It's not bad. That house had, was sold about a, two or three years ago to a new couple because the house still exists for yes. the Amityville Horror. It is you, One can still find it. Now, it's not listed in a lot of places because it got so popular based on the movie that they've done a good job of trying to conceal it. But 
the people who still haunt, I, I actually heard an interview back in the day on Coast to Coast with Art Bell where he had the actual original owner and the person that was talked about with the Amityville Horror talking about those. And he says, it's not like the movies, but it was still terrifying, the kind of things that he saw. It was just, if you can go back to their archives and watch that, I highly recommend that as a listen. Now, as far as like a, a the pricing mm-hmm. of a house like that. Now, the the the, mm-hmm. the big trope in haunted house movies is, oh man, we, this this house is such a steal. It's, steal, it's right. thirty grand when it should be one hundred and thirty grand. Right. How is that possible? And then it ends up there's like, <laughs> right. oh yeah, there was a cult that ran in right. here with thirteen people got killed, and it, you know. So, with the Amityville house, did it like? start to go back up like it, it goes down goes down goes down because it, and it's like people are really interested in this thing yeah. oh yeah maybe we could sell it for the and then i don't know was it worth a ton of money people, it's like half a million yeah, dollars I, I, that i don't know on the sale price i just know that people who buy it buy it because of the macabre reasons associated with it makes so, sense everybody, everybody wants to have that experience right I, deep down are everybody willing to. to buy a house that is haunted just to see if it happens to them yeah because everybody wants that right. proof of what happens like you Apparently were saying, it's been exercised by several priests, and there's still work to be done, is what I've heard about it. Yeah, even after all this time. Yeah, creepy. Yeah, but the Ryan Reynolds remake is pretty good. I, th- I think so. I mean, yeah. it's definitely not as bad as other remakes I've seen, but right, uh, it's original. probably Margo Kidder that... and I forget the, um, the the guy in the original one. Oh, I don't remember, remember his name. Yeah. Anyway, oh, um, if you haven't seen it, a lot of most people have at this point. But the uh, Haunting of Hill House series on Netflix, what oh, very the very series? Good. Yes, I remember the movie came out. Yes, nineties ish. Yes, there's early been 2000s. A, there's been there's been one. I think there's one from the fifties uh, that was just yes. called the Haunting. Okay, okay. Uh, which I believe was based on the Hill, on Hill House. And then uh, there's actually, I really wish that I I had memorized this. It's actually a rather intertwining thing. It's all based on a novel. Mm-hmm. That's called like the Haunting of Hill House, and then like none of them that are actually called Haunting of Hill House, the House are on Haunted so- Hill, yes, are like as associated with the yeah. novel. I don't know, it's it's weird, but um, yeah, the Haunting 1950. I think it got remade with uh, Liam Neeson and a uh, few other people. That's right. I re- yeah, I keep forgetting um, that was one of his flicks. Yes, where the, it was a bunch of psychics that go to live there to see yes. what's going on, and then yeah. a bunch of crazy stuff happens. And uh, then there was the Haunting of Hill House. Um, or the House on Haunted Hill, sorry. Yeah. The House on Haunted Hill, and that one was with Jeffrey Rush and Fonka Jansen. Yes. And that and, one was uh, creepy. Yes, that was like a late 90s yeah. one. Yeah. That was the late That's 90s the one. one. And that I one, always think of. it was actually, they, they took a lot of liberties on that one because it was, I think it was actually a, it was an abandoned mental institution. And that yeah, one. and they were trying to catch, capture ghosts in brooms or something. I don't remember. I'm going to watch yeah, that one. It was, that one's rough. Scene. I saw it in the theater and I was like, this thing is weird. It is really weird. It is It is aged. I think it's actually aged pretty well yeah. because the first time you watch it, you're like, what's happening? Yeah, and then you go back exactly and watch it and you're like, wow, this movie's really It's one creepy. of those movies that requires a couple watches and then becomes one of those ones you just watch on Halloween because you're it like, is. yeah. Because it's always fun to introduce somebody new to it and they sit there and go, what the hell is this? Yes. Good one. What else do you have for me? Uh, oh, and then Chris Kattan. You can't forget Chris Kattan. Oh, that's right. That was like one of the few movies he did. You're right. When he let, yeah. <laughs> um, that's right. Yeah, that poor guy. <laughs> yes. But yes, uh, uh, Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, the series is really good. The second one, I believe, is expected in October. Second series. Season. Oh. Yes. Oh, good. And as, I, as far as I understand it, it is um, not ba- It is not based on the same house. Mm. It's it's at least a different it's at least a different family entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it may be almost like a, along the American Horror Story route of like each season is a completely different. Story. Yeah, which they, they've taken some liberties with that show. That they've had some creepy series for American Horror Show yes. that are kind of a little too esoteric for me. It's it's um, yeah, that show's pretty crazy. Yeah, creepy, <laughs> creepy, creepy. Okay, last one. All right, uh, that I wanted to mention. Now, obviously, there are tons more, but I just wanted to keep the list tight. The the pact. If you the title, mm-hmm. eh, the cover for the movie, terrible. It looks uh, like garbage. Yeah, it looks like a ripoff of the Frighteners. The cover okay. of the yeah. pact, um, but amazing movie. Um, it's pretty. It's on. It's on the indie low budget side. Yeah, uh, but very high quality considering that fact. Sure. Uh, but great mystery, great story, great mm-hmm. acting. The scares are great. Everything about that movie is amazing. Climax. Fantastic! It's there. It's, there. it's it's. I highly recommend it if you can track it down. The Pact and watch it. Don't watch The Pact too. I don't know if it's any good. I'm sure it's just a money uh, yeah. grab. I don't think it. Right. But it's one of the upcoming directors. I cannot remember his name, but I will. I'll the studio's like, we need a sequel. Make it happen. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. We need the money. 
Yes. That guy makes great movies. Uh, the House of the Devil, I do want to mention. That's another good one. It sounds like there's a ghost ring going on right it now. It does. And then, oh, because you brought up The Shining. That's right. Um, the Innkeepers um, is about a couple of people running a hotel at night, and it they slowly, people. yep, slowly starts to. Which is based on some real stories of the early turn of the century, especially in England. You know, you had to be careful where you'd stay the night because people sneak in your room through hidden doorways and kill you and take your stuff. Well, or take you, take you uh, for oh. the uh, body. What, what was that? The oh yeah, the big because that was the, those guys, those two guys that ran the hotel, and they would right. get people desperate to find a place to stay. And then they'd smother them in the night, and then they'd take their bodies for doctors to examine on. <sighs> Reality is always scarier than it's true. Yeah. Fiction, yep. as it were. So, yep, that's good movies. That's it. Yeah, good selection but, yeah. there. So, yes. check any one of those out. You can find most of them on, on say, Netflix or um, anywhere. It's yeah, hard to find these you days. Can track, you can track down on streaming services. Uh, most of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can find them around. The pact jumps around a lot. Does it? Uh, so it's usually around somewhere, but okay. I haven't seen it recently, but it was around. That was fun today. Yes. Those things are always kind of freak me out, you know, knowing that there's places all around you. If you have any hauntings you'd like to share with us, leave it in the comments below because oh, yes. we're always looking for something fun and scary to go check out. We will be going to some of these places as the year moves on. We just got to wait for the right times of the years whenever the moon's in the right place or asking psychics about what they've experience before but there's other stories i'm not going to share right now because of where they took place and stuff like that but those ones always make your skin crawl there you go thank you for joining me today oh yeah thank you this was great it's always fun to do these yes so we want to remind everyone be sure to subscribe to our channel ring that bell we want you to keep listening without you this does not happen and we like it when this continues to happen absolutely i need this i need this in my life me too i need as much of it as i can get um <laughs> I'd like to thank everyone who helped make it possible. I'd like to thank our community now and Penn for letting us use the studio and get things rolling. I'd like to thank Caitlin for being a ghost in the seat today. She's always here and there and everywhere. I'd like to thank our editor, Lamar. Thanks for making us look pretty. I'd like to thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you. Yes, it's great. Absolutely. I am Josh Hammerling, and this is... Dalton Van Hooser. And this is The Paranormal Past. Thanks for listening. Stick around next time, because whatever we talk about will probably make your skin crawl. Yes.